Girl on Purpose Radio, episode number 59. Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose Radio. My name is Vivian Tenorio. I am the former CEO of Signature Flan, turned radio and TV host. And each and every weekday, you are given the opportunity to join me and my amazing guest as we share our spirited stories of our successes, our failures, as well as incredible tips and insights for starting a business and finding fulfillment. We are definitely opening up our playbooks and paving the way for you to take our lead. Thank you for spending this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello, my beautiful people. I am back with another episode of Girl on Purpose. Thank you so much for coming back today. Now on today's show, I am interviewing Annie Lawson. She is the co-founder of Suja Juice. I'm pretty sure that you have seen these cold pressed juices either on the web or in a retail store near you because they are exploding, let me tell you. And you know what the coolest part is? That she is so cool. So yeah, you guys are going to hear her story, hear how she um, got into juicing and how all this kind of rolled out organically and has just taken over the world of organic raw juices i mean they are the fastest growing raw organic juice company ever so it's so impressive and i was so impressed with her so here you guys go enjoy the interview Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose. On today's show, I have with me the co-founder of Suja Juice, Annie Lawless. Annie is a law school dropout turned yoga instructor. She teamed up with her friend, Eric Ethans, a surfer dude and self-taught chef to create one of the fastest growing raw organic juice companies ever. Welcome to the show, Annie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We are so excited. I'm so excited to have you on. Your company is exploding, not only on social media, just everywhere I've seen it. So I'm so excited to share your story with our listeners and kind of show them who is behind this company that's kind of taking over. So I want to start with your story. So yeah, if you can take a second, give us a little bit about yourself, your personal story, and tell us a little bit about how you got into the juice business. Okay. So to give you my background of how I even started juicing before it was ever a business or something that I thought I would do with my life. um, Growing up as a child, I had celiac disease. So that's an intolerance to gluten. And now it's very easy to be gluten-free if you find out because there's so many gluten-free products available and so many books and articles and information online. And you really have an easy way of figuring out what you can and can't eat. Um, Back when I was diagnosed, I really didn't have that. I was about 12 years old. And, you know, even 15 years ago, there just wasn't much out there about what it was. I had never heard the word gluten when I found out I had it. So I really had to teach myself how to eat again. Um, And I read a lot of books and nutrition and kind of just became really fascinated with it as a child. Um, Within about two weeks of following a doctor-prescribed diet, all of my symptoms of gluten intolerance, including lifelong um, chronic eczema all over my body, completely just disappeared. And for me, that was this light bulb moment as a kid of, 
wow, you know, what I put into my body really directly affects how I look and feel. And um, from that point on, I just realized the power of food and nutrition and healing and, you know, the, the things you're consuming can either harm you or help you. Um, and so I started getting into juicing as a way to heal my gut because I had so much damage done to my intestinal lining from consuming gluten for so long. And as we know, juices are a very um, equally digestible and assimilable way of getting nutrients into your body with a very little digestive abrasion. So I was juicing, you know, all through grade school and high school and into college just every single day as part of my regimen. And just I had seen such great health benefits from it from the point that I was sick to getting better and just saw how much more energy I had and the way that my skin looked. So um, I moved to San Diego for law school about three years ago um, with my Norwalk press, um, which is the cold press juicer that was created in 1938 by Dr. Norman Walker. And that was really the best way to juice if you're juicing at home because it's a two-step process that doesn't introduce a lot of heat and oxygen into um the, the nutrients that can be damaged that way. So I moved to law school, brought this juicer, and I ended up meeting at a yoga class, Eric Ethens, who um, walked in with a bottle of juice, and he was drinking it, and I was drinking juice. And I said, where did you get that? And he said, oh, I make it at home on my Norwalk press. And I said, oh, my gosh, I have a Norwalk press. <laughs> and so we just struck up conversation and kind of became instant Whole Foods nerd best friends and would meet up there and shop for produce. <laughs> Induced together. And then uh, slowly but surely, uh, a lot of women around the yoga studio would always ask us what juices we were bringing to class. And we started making it for them and just more and more people. And it became this snowball effect of networking where, you know, they would tell their friends, their friends would tell their friends. And before we knew it, we just had, you know, 80 plus customers. So um, that was how we really got started with it when it was just kind of early stages. And, you know, we were doing a home delivery model just throughout San Diego. Okay, so let me ask you really quick about the 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 press. What was it? The Norwalk press. Uh huh. So for the average consumer, that that press is really really expensive. I mean, I'm sure that people yes. could save, and you know, it, and it's really important. It's an investment in yourself. So I totally would invest in it. But you know, the average consumer out there, maybe they can't afford that juicer. Is there another juicer that you would recommend? That. There definitely is. And in my uh, health journey coming from, you know, being 12 years old to now, I went through probably 10 different juicers. I started on a $99 Jack Land juicer from Costco that my parents got me one day while we were there. And then, you know, I graduated to a Breville and then I graduated to a Green Star and then I graduated to a Hiram. And I just slowly but surely saved up and just did the best that I could and got what I could get at that time in my life. Um, and I just think that the most beneficial thing is the habit of juicing, whether or not you're cold pressing or whether or not you're using, you know, the Jacqueline, it doesn't really matter because you're getting so much nutrients either way and you're consuming some, you're not consuming something for every juice you're having, which is really what it comes to. Um, I learned not only what's so important is what you're putting into your body is what you're not putting into your body. So a lot of the foods that we're eating right now, processed, packaged, you know, over-salted, over-oiled, over-sugared, over-flavored, are really crowded out when you start eating better things like fresh-pressed juices and salads and veggies. And I think that just that habit and act of juicing is going to help an overall lifestyle shift that will benefit your health, whether or not it has, you know, 35% less nutrients because you didn't have the $3,000 Norwalk Fest. Right. And I think that there is a, a definite shift 
in our society where people are tired of all that processed food. Like people are looking for whole food and good food for you that makes people feel better. And I think that that's why you guys have just this amazing product and it's just exploding because people need it and they want it. They're searching for it now. Yeah, it's really cool to see because um, I think that we everybody's noticing as our foods become more packaged, processed, and modified, our health is declining. Um, even back in the 50s, our grandparents, you know, there wasn't the obesity rate that there is now, but they still would eat, you know, full-fat butter and all of these things. But the difference was everything was so much less processed. And I think that as people are understanding that and kind of starting to feel duped by the food system as these toxic ingredients get more awareness and exposure, um, they're starting to really only want to buy products they can just trust and know are pure. And when you look at a fresh-pressed juice like a suja, um, you just see fruit and vegetables on the label, and it's 100% organic. It's non-GMO verified. It's not heated. Nothing's done to it. And I think that that makes people feel you know, rest assured that their body is going to be getting something pure that it can you know, unrecognize, digest, assimilate, and eliminate the way that it's meant to. Absolutely. Okay, so you went to law school, you dropped out of law school. Did you have ideas of starting businesses before you went to law school? Did you ever think about becoming an entrepreneur? Absolutely not. No. no. <laughs> so the funny thing is, I got my bachelor's in philosophy, and I studied philosophy in undergrad because I just loved thinking about the meaning of life. What are we here for? What are we doing? And I really lost touch with that in my um, kind of transition to law school. And I realized that. And that's why I left. I was so miserable. But I graduated. And I guess I thought, well, you know, philosophy isn't that viable in the job market. And I saw all my friends doing the traditional, typical thing of, you know, getting right out of school, getting some job at a corporate place. They all had either business or communications degrees, which were much more attractive than philosophy. And I kind of thought, well, what am I going to do? Like, I've, I've got to somehow make money and support myself. I'm not a kid anymore, and I don't really know what to do with this philosophy degree. So I guess I'll go to law school because my dad's an attorney, and at least I know that I would have a job security. And a lot of um, the philosophy people in my undergrad program were doing pre-law, and that was sort of a nice segue. So it was just kind of one of those things that I did, and I went through the motions and did the procedures and took the LSAT and did the essays and did the interviews and did the admission stuff. And I kind of just went, and it wasn't even like there was a burning desire or passion there, but it was sort of just like protocol. And then um, within probably my first semester, I realized I was really, really miserable. And everything that I was used to thinking about, um, you know, just in terms of evaluating life and we're here to be happy and life is so short, I was telling myself, what are you doing? You know, you believe that you're supposed to be happy while you're here in this one short life and you're doing something that you hate every day and you're waking up dreading it. So when Eric and I were juicing and we sort of had this little window of opportunity when more and more people were getting interested and um, we had two investors approach us, I thought, this is really the time for me to take something that I love that I was just doing as a hobby for fun and turn it into my career if I just go all in and take that risk and take that chance. So uh, I distinctly remember I was studying for finals in the library at, at law school, and I almost got a, like an anxiety attack out of nowhere. I just got really upset, sweating, heart racing, tears in my eyes, and I just knew I had to leave. So I went right to my admissions or my um, 
advisor and I said, I want to withdraw. I filled out the papers and then I left and I didn't tell my parents for months until Suja was on the shelf. Oh my God. So, okay. Tell me what, how do your parents react to, I dropped out of law school and I'm going to juice. Well, that was what I was worried about. If I had done that and said, I'm going to juice, they would have thought I was crazy, but they actually reacted well. And I said, I did juice and you can go to Whole Foods and find it. It's on a shelf. And they <laughs> did. And they realized that it was actually something that was going to work out. They were actually more disappointed that I didn't tell them than that I left school. Okay, so let's talk about you guys when you're first, you have this idea, you're going to the yoga studio, and you're getting customers, people love it, the following starts to grow. So when you first decide, okay, this is a business, you and Eric uh, decide, okay, let's make this a real business. So what are the first steps you guys take to actually launch this business? So Eric and I actually never said that. We had two investors whose wives were buying juice from us. Um, Well, one of their wives was buying juice from us and gave it to um, her husband who gave it to our other investor. Um, They approached us and they said, we see what you're doing. It's very cool. If we can drink your juices, anybody can. We're both like meat and potatoes guys that wouldn't touch kale with a 10-foot pole. And we love this stuff. So there's something to it. So they both had a business background and they really had the skill set and the tools and like the knowledge to take this small home delivery service to, you know, more of a retail setting. Um, And they approached us and they just said, you know, how do you guys feel about making a business out of this and really ramping it up and turning it into something than just, just for fun. And Eric and I actually were hesitant. We took a couple of weeks and thought, you know, do we really want to do that? We don't know them. What would this mean for us? Would we change the way that we do things? Would it still be organic? And we went through all these different scenarios. And then finally, we were just so busy that we decided we had nothing to lose. So we called them back and we said, yeah, we'd love to. Um, and they gave us their first investment, which allowed us to buy a commercial size cold press, rent a space, and um, really kind of amp up what we were doing on a bigger scale so we could build our customer base and get to more people. What a great story. Like, how does that happen? Investors come to you. <laughs> yeah, it's been really really um, unique. People always ask, you know, how did you fundraise? How did you do this? And I understand that so many people ask because that's one of the biggest headaches about starting a business. And I think the way that we went about it was just the product really spoke for itself and it really attracted people who were like-minded and wanted to, um, they kind of just became fanatical about it and they wanted to get it out there. Um, That's sort of the thing about this juice when you taste it, you kind of just become addicted to it because the flavors are so unique and it makes you feel so good. And, and I mean, it is sort of like this evangelical effect where people would just tell their friends and their friends would tell their friends and we would get calls. And just a couple of days that we weren't producing, people would like go crazy on us and just say, when are you going to be back? You can't do this. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, doing research for this episode, I was, um, you know, looking through the web, and I was looking through your Facebook pages, and I was looking through Instagram, and I'm like, they, your followers are truly fanatical. That is the perfect word. I mean, they are crazy, and they love to share it and to blast it all over social media. And so you guys got investors, you got these amazing followers that want to share this product with everyone. So, oh my God, I can't wait to see where you guys are going to be in five years. Okay. Yeah, so. it's amazing. It's been really, really uh, natural and organic growth, which 
is the best time because it means we've really just been doing something we love along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So in May of 2012, Jeff Church became the CEO of the company. Mm-hmm. So, And he was one of those guys that I speak of, one of our first investors. Right, right. So his resume is pretty impressive. He has a degree from Harvard Business School. So mm-hmm. when this guy is, approaches you guys, um, are you guys intimidated? Are you thinking, do we trust giving our company over to this guy? Like, what is that process like? Well, now that I know Jeff, um, I laugh about this because I was like that. And I met him for coffee. And within five minutes, he's asking me all of my passwords for our online store, our website, everything. And I was like, what is this guy doing? You know, does he really think that that's just Jeff. He's very curious when he sees something he wants to get involved in. He's ready to dive in head first, which is why he's a great CEO because he really takes initiative. And I think for Eric and I, Jeff doesn't really know anything about juice and I don't really know anything about how to take a little business to a big, so it's, it was a great partnership because we knew Jeff's strength and we put our trust in him and he knew our strength and he put his trust in us. And so in that way, we were both able to really play to our strengths and teach each other a lot along the way. Right. So after Jeff comes on board, you guys go through an entire rebrand or rebranding of the company and the packaging and all this stuff to get it ready to kind of take it to the next level. So the packaging, you guys have some great packaging, even though it's simple, but the jewel colors and just, it's just perfect. I mean, I think that that's why people see it and they're just gravitate. They want to know what's in that clear bottle. So, um, you know, how did rebranding it and packaging it the way you guys did now, how did that affect sales? You know, it was definitely, um, a little bit shocking to our home delivery customers who were used to getting it in the glass bottles with no labels. And it just seemed really raw and pure and, uh, you know, kind of gritty, almost like really, really crunchy granola natural. And then when we kind of scooped it up and had to switch to plastic for retail and, um, put labels on there and change the name and it looked, you know, kind of shiny and new. We had amazing feedback from everybody in the in the storefronts, everyone that went into Whole Foods. They just thought our product was amazing. And we had a little subset of our home delivery clients who said, you know, oh my gosh, it's not a glass anymore. And oh my gosh, is it changing? And they were worried, but now everybody just is so happy. And they know, I mean, it's the same recipes from when we started. Right, right. I can see that. I can see that people thinking, oh no, they sold out to the big guys or something like that. Yeah. I think we had a little, a little, a little tiny bit of that um, from our real true originals, our loyalists who kind of knew what we were doing from the beginning. And they were confused, but for the most part, it's just been amazing feedback. Everyone's been so wonderful with embracing us and the stuff that we're doing and kind of getting the message out there. Right, right. So you guys are hitting some amazing, mind-blowing sales numbers year to year. You guys are about three years old, and you can find these juices all over the country in Whole Foods and all different retailers. So does it seem like a dream to you? Does it seem like, do you look at Eric and go, oh my God, this is our our little idea. Look at it now. Yeah, we actually do that all the time. It's still, I don't think it'll really sink in until, you know, maybe a years down the road when we kind of are looking back at it because we're still so in it and we're still growing so much and there's still so much to do every day. We haven't had that like kick our feet up, pin back moment and look, look at it all because we're still you know, it's grinding so hard, but um, I'm definitely so grateful. And we think about that a lot and just how the stars must have really aligned to bring all of us together when we're all so unique and bring such a 
such a talent to the mix that nobody else can. Um, it's been really, really really cool to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk social media because you guys have an amazing following on social media, like I mentioned earlier. So tell me about that. Tell me, how did you guys, um, you know, gather so many of these social media followers on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter and all those people? How did they gather? Are they just the fanaticals that have come looking for you? And how do you keep them... How do you keep them engaged okay. when, when you get to such high numbers? Like, how do you keep all those people engaged and feeling like they're part of the business? Well, it's easy to do because they are part of the business. Um, they're really the reason that we do this and the reason that we're able to do it. Because if they weren't buying the juice and they weren't loving it so much and they weren't giving us really valuable feedback, we wouldn't be able to hit the numbers we need to hit to, to do what we do. So um, we're really grateful to them and we love interacting with them because it makes us smile to know that somebody's actually benefiting in their life, whether it be from their weight, their mood, their overall feeling about themselves, their um, energy, their exercise, just from our juice. And to us, there's nothing better than getting to chat with them. So we've got a great, a great marketing team who kind of manages our social media and is constantly interacting with everybody and sending around the great comments and making sure that everybody is heard. And um, really our, our followers come from just, you know, a love of the juice. I think that a lot of our in-store demos with Whole Foods and, you know, Costco and things like that have drawn a lot of attention to the company. People go online to check out what it is. Um, They find us. We are constantly at trade shows and we do a lot of field marketing events. And I think just having our tentacles out there and really being in our demographic of people and interacting with them, getting the juice to them has made them, you know, kind of follow us throughout social media, which is really fun to know that they want to know what we're doing. So if you could um, give some advice to someone who's thinking about starting their own business, do you have any tips or advice that you could give them? Yeah, I would definitely say um, plan to do more than you ever thought you were going to have to do. It's not easy. Um, You will definitely go a long time without feeling like you've had an exhale. You will constantly be, you know, sleep deprived, a little bit behind in your personal life. And that's okay because it really does pay off. If you constantly are doing what you love to do and you're plugging and you're doing whatever it takes to make it happen and you're waking up every day with a can-do attitude, um, good things are going to happen for you. And it just comes with a little bit of, you know, lowering your expectations of what you think things are going to be doing and how you think they're going to go and just kind of going through the process and doing what's necessary. Perfect. You have been such a cool interview. I mean, I'm so happy to know that, you know, people are like you and Eric and Jeff and are just behind this company because you guys are really cool. And I think you guys are doing some really special things there. Oh, thank you so much. It was so fun to be here. And thank you so much for your interest in Suja. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. So can you share with the listeners how they can find your products? Yeah, so if you visit our website, www.sujajuice.com, you can view all of our products and also place an order where we do overnight nationwide shipping um, anywhere you are. Additionally, much more conveniently, we are found in any Whole Foods grocery across the nation, tons of natural foods uh, stores, which you can find on our store locator um, on our website. Some of the more local ones, they're different in every state as, you know, the little mom and pop shops. And we're also found in Costco, um, Publix, Bonds, Safeway, Sprouts, Kroger, um, and soon to be Target. So if you just go to our store locator, you can find all of that information. Perfect. Thank you so much, Annie, for coming on the show. You have a great night. 
Thank you so much for having me. You would do the same. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, you guys, that was my interview with Annie Lawson. She is the co-founder of Suja Juice. I hope that you guys were impressed with her as much as I was. Now, you know what's really, really exciting is when you find a really amazing product like Suja Juice, and then you either read about the founders or co-founders or hear an interview by the people behind the brand, and then you figure out that they're real and intelligent and cool and down to earth. And that's the impression I got today that the people behind this company are just super excited about what they're doing. They're following their purpose and making amazing products. And I think that that's why they have the um, growth that they're having. So thank you so much, Annie, for coming on the show. It was a real pleasure to interview you today. Best of luck with everything that you guys have planned in the future. Tell Eric and Jeff I said hi. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Girl on Purpose. Don't forget to stop on my website and there in the show notes, I will have links back to Annie so you guys can connect to Suja Juice and follow them on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. So I will have all that on my website. All right, guys, thank you so much. I will see you guys back tomorrow.